Today on Building in Faith with Pastor Ed Jones. Building in Faith. No matter how difficult, no matter if others follow or not, I'm still going to listen. I'm still going to obey. I'm still going to follow. We need to be that type of person who is purpose in their heart to obey. And so we see that this obedience was characterized by promptness and by purpose. It wasn't a knee-jerk reaction that suddenly he was sorry that he made such a commitment or such a dedication, but he was determined to obey. Reaching up high with arms open wide we see. Changing our lives so we can be our heads and feet. If you want to be found faithful like Abraham, then you need to purpose in your heart to follow God no matter where He may lead you, no matter the cost. We'll hear today how Abraham was tested by God, but Pastor Ed shares how it was his prompt and purposeful obedience that fueled his faith. It does no good to wait until you're in the middle of a trial to decide whether or not you feel like obeying God. Instead, it requires a firm determination of the heart long before any ifs or buts can work their way in. Now here's Pastor Ed with today's message. Building in faith. Sometime later, God tested Abraham. He said to him, Abraham, here I am. He replied, then God said, take your son, your only son, Isaac, whom you love, and go to the region of Moriah. Sacrifice him there as a burnt offering on one of the mountains I will tell you about. Early the next morning, Abraham got up, saddled his donkey, took with him two of his servants and his son Isaac. When he had cut enough wood for the burnt offering, he set out for the place God had told him about. On the third day, Abraham looked up and saw the place in the distance. He said to his servants, stay here with the donkey while I and the boy go over there. We will worship and then we will come back to you. Abraham took the wood for the burnt offering and placed it on his son Isaac. And he himself carried the fire and the knife. As the two of them went on together, Isaac spoke up and said to his father, Abraham, Father? Yes, my son, Abraham replied. The fire and the wood are here, Isaac said. But where is the lamb for the burnt offering? Abraham answered, God himself will provide the lamb for the burnt offering, my son. And the two of them went on together. When they reached the place God had told him about, Abraham built an altar there, arranged the wood on it, bound his son Isaac, and laid him on the altar on top of the wood. Then he reached out his hand, took the knife to slay his son. But the angel of the Lord called out to him from heaven, Abraham, Abraham, here I am, he replied. Do not lay a hand on the boy, he said. Do not do anything to him. Now I know that you fear God. Because you have not withheld from me your son, your only son. Abraham looked up and there in a thicket he saw a ram caught in his horns. He went over and took the ram and sacrificed it 
as a burnt offering instead of his son. So Abraham called the place, the Lord will provide. And to this day it is said, on the mountain of the Lord it will be provided. The angel of the Lord called to Abraham from heaven a second time and said, I swear by myself, declares the Lord, that because you have done this and have not withheld your son, your only son, I will surely bless you and make your descendants as numerous as the stars in the sky and as the sand of the seashore. Your descendants will take possession of the cities of their enemies. And through your offspring, all nations on earth will be blessed because you have obeyed me. And Abraham returned to his servants and they set off together to Beersheba and Abraham stayed in Beersheba. Some time later, God tested Abraham. What's life like for you? Is it more like a monorail or is it more like a roller coaster? Well, for Abraham, it was more like a roller coaster. Abraham, one trial after another, after another, finally he received the gift of a son. 25 years in the waiting. What a blessing. Testing over, trials finished. No, no. Surprise, Abraham. God comes to him and says, Abraham, I want your son. That's right, your only son, the son that you love, Isaac. Life can be like a roller coaster, ups and downs. Sometimes we'd like it to be more like a train ride. And if that train ride is any length of time, we could easily rest and sleep. Not so with the journey of faith. If Abraham's life is any indication of what your life and my life is called to be like, our life would much more look like a ride or a journey on a roller coaster than it would be on a monorail. You look at this portion of Scripture and you know that the marks, the marks of obedience just fill this passage. And God's called us to a life of obedience. You'll be tested again and again and again. Wait a minute, pastor. In the Bill of Rights, I have my rights. What book of the Bible is that again? The Bible tells us that life is filled with trials from earth to heaven, from birth to the grave. All through your years. If you're going to journey with God, expect it, look for it, and be prepared for it. Let's look at Abraham's life. And I want you to notice that the marks of faith just permeate his life. And as we look at the text, we could see his life of obedience. Look at the characteristics of obedience found in verses 1 to 4. They just leap off the page of Scripture, as it were. Abraham doesn't wait to obey God. Look what the Bible text says in Genesis chapter 22, verse 3, early next morning. God speaks. God says, give me your best. Give me your Isaac. And Abraham doesn't debate 
doesn't argue, doesn't reason, doesn't complain, doesn't give a list of, well, God, wait a minute. No, no, no. His obedience is prompt. When God speaks, he's ready to obey. Now, it's not the first time that Abraham was quick to obey. In chapter 21, God gave him a hard commandment when he said, Abraham, you have to turn Ishmael out of the house. And the Bible text says in verse 14 of chapter 21, early next morning, Abraham took some food and a skin of water and gave them to Hagar. He set them on her shoulders and sent her off with the boy early next morning. He had developed the habit of quickly obeying God. When God spoke, he listened. See, in this crisis moment of his life, when he's challenged with the biggest challenge he's ever faced, he doesn't hesitate. He simply, promptly obeys. How does that happen in a person's life? Well, I believe that there were lots of little times where he simply obeyed in the small things. He simply obeyed here and there, listened to God's voice. And so he had a whole track record of consistently obeying God's voice. And it gained and it created momentum in his life. When he came to the crisis, there was no debating with God. He just simply said, yes, Lord, to your will and to your way. If we want to live the life of faith, if we're going to be prepared for this journey of faith, there must be the characteristic in our life of obedience. We must promptly obey the Lord. A man doesn't rise, nor does he fall, by one simple moment or act. It's a thousand choices, quiet choices, choices in his heart. And so Abraham consistently chose to do God's will. So you see him, he doesn't consult with Sarah. He simply trust and obey. His obedience was prompt, but it was not a knee-jerk reaction. It wasn't something that he did and then suddenly regretted. Why do you say that? Well, look at the Bible text again. Because God gave him the opportunity to think through his decision. In verse 4, on the third day, Abraham looked up and saw the place in the distance. He had purposed to obey. Like Daniel of old, he had purposed in his heart to do what God wanted him to do. The journey would take days. He had plenty of time to think about what he was going to do. To think about the loss of his son. To think about the changes in his life that would take place. But he had purposed to obey. How difficult, how difficult this decision was. The great tragedy I see in the church is sometimes people come in with zeal and fire and enthusiasm. And they're ready to serve, ready to obey, ready to listen. They come with the excitement of a brand new Christian life. They've been washed in the blood of the Lamb. They've been cleansed of sins. And they're excited about what Christ has done for them. And all they need to do is get around some Christians that have lost the fire. Oh, you go to those type of movies? Hmm. I thought they were wrong as a Christian. 
You're listening to that music? I don't have to give that up? You still do those type of things? And suddenly, that believer loses their enthusiasm, their fire, and their determination to obey. But Abraham kept that resolve, kept that purpose, kept that walk, kept that lifestyle of obedience. He was going to do what God said, no matter what. Is there anybody in the house this morning that says, I'm going to obey God no matter what, no matter how difficult, no matter if others follow or not, I'm still going to listen. I'm still going to obey. I'm still going to follow. We need to be that type of person who is purpose in their heart to obey. And so we see that this obedience was characterized by promptness and by purpose. It wasn't a knee-jerk reaction that suddenly he was sorry that he made such a commitment or such a dedication, but he was determined to obey. There's something else in the text. As you read on, you notice that there was a commitment to worship God. He saw obedience as an act of worship. Pastor, don't talk to me about worship that doesn't involve merely emotions. Don't talk to me about worship that involves obedience. No, 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 you can't separate worship from obedience. You can't be a worshiper of God without obeying God. See, Abraham made the connection. He saw his whole walk of obedience as an act of worship. It's right here in the text. In verse 5 of chapter 22, we will worship And then we will come back to you. The devotion of obedience. In Romans 12, 1 and 2, it says, present your body as a living sacrifice. Here he was. God, I'm going to live for you. Now, devotion will cause you to obey even when you don't understand. Abraham had no clue what in the world was God doing in his life. It didn't make sense didn't seem like God knew what he was doing. The command seemed to cancel out the promise. God had promised him a son, a son that would be his heir, a son that would be his descendant, a son that would carry, as it were, blessings into the future. And here God says to him now, give that son up. Sometimes it's difficult to understand God's leading in our lives. Abraham had that difficulty. God, you gave me this child. We waited for this child. We prayed for this child. We hoped for this child. And suddenly God says, I want it. If you've walked any time with the Lord and you've gone any amount of years with God, there have been things about God's providence that have confused you. Things about God's leading in your life and dealing with your life that have sometimes caused you to wonder, God, what in the world are you doing? But see, God doesn't ask us to understand him, just to obey him. It's not necessary for me to explain God. It is necessary For me to obey God. We are called to believe God when we can't understand him. We are called to trust God when we can't trace him. 
it seemed like God was against God. Faith was against faith. The promises seemed to go against the command to take this course, to take this direction, would be completely opposite. Sometimes you think you're going to be going in the wrong direction. You think, Lord, I don't understand how this fits into my life. I don't understand how this fits into your plan. But I'm devoted to worship you, and I will obey what you've said. So, The devotion calls us to not only just obey the Lord without understanding, but it calls us even to obey when it's painful. Listen to the conversation here. It's filled with emotion. Abraham took the wood for the burnt offering, placed it on his son Isaac, Now, imagine he's placing the wood. He knows that Isaac is going to be a burnt offering. He's going to sacrifice his child. And now, let me just sidestep this for a moment. In that culture, Abraham knew the Canaanites would offer their children in worship. He knew that the custom in the era of Chaldeas was to have child sacrifice. Later on in Leviticus, God clearly says this is against his word, against his will, against his plan. But Abraham, God was using that culture at the time to test him. He would not offer a sacrifice of his son, but Abraham didn't know it at the time. Look at the emotion of this. He puts the wood on Isaac's back, and then his son speaks up. Verse 7. Isaac spoke up and said to his father, Abraham, father, yes, my son, Abraham replied. The fire and the wood are here. Isaac said, but where is the lamb for the burnt offering. Where is a lamb for the burnt offering? It's like Isaac reaches up and grips a hold of Abraham's heart and pulls it out and tears it to shreds. The pain that Abraham must have felt sometimes to obey God is painful. He's going to ask you things that are going to be hard to do. Child, break up that relationship because that relationship won't take you to the right place. He's going to speak to you and say, I want you to make a change in your life and that change will be so significant that it's going to cost you greatly and it's going to hurt Sometimes just because you're walking in obedience, because you're listening to the voice of God, you're going to experience deep pain on the inside. Wait a minute, pastor. I thought this was a monorail. I thought it was going to be a joyride, getting me from destination from A to B. Sometimes it's like a roller coaster with all sorts of twists and turns where suddenly... You're confronted by God with a test that demands, demands you make a decision that will be painful, that will hurt. Now, in in the midst of all of that, not understanding fully, going through such pain, Abraham 
is devoted to worship God. And in the midst of all of that, God gives him a prophetic word and makes him a prophetic picture. God says to him, and he says it, we will come back to his servants. Speaking of himself and Isaac, he says, we will come back. The New Testament commentator looks at that Old Testament passage and the Holy Spirit breathes into his mind this interpretation. It's found in Hebrews chapter 11. By faith, Abraham, when God attested him, offered Isaac as a sacrifice. He who had received the promise was about to sacrifice his one and only son. Even though God had said to him, it is through Isaac that your offspring will be reckoned. Abraham reasoned that God would raise the dead. Abraham reasoned that God could raise Isaac from the dead. There had never been a resurrection up to this point in Scripture. Abraham had never read of one, heard of one, seen of one, experienced one. But somehow the Holy Spirit revealed to him that God could raise the dead. And Abraham became a picture of God the Father and God the Son. Isaac was not a tot running around. He was no toddler. He was no preschooler. At this time, he was at least, according to the Hebrew language, a teenager in his late teens. Why didn't Isaac resist? Why didn't... Abraham's an old man now. He's running around 115, 118 years old. He's an old man. I think Isaac saw enough of God in Abraham that as Abraham trusted God, Isaac trusted Abraham. Parents, if our children see enough of God in us, they might just trust us. His feelings did not dictate his obedience. So many times, people will obey if they feel good. We're in a feel-good culture. We will worship if we feel good. If I feel good, I'll lift my hands up. If I feel good, I'll serve. If I feel good, I'll give. If I feel good... Abraham felt miserable. There was a war raging on the inside of him. He was going to offer his son. He wasn't sure what exactly was going to happen, but he was going to worship. Oh, we need worshipers like that in the church today. They may be going through times and they don't understand what's happening. They don't understand their prayers don't seem to be answered. Their way seems dark. Things don't seem to work out exactly the way they thought it would be. But yet they're still worshiping God. We need people who will, in spite of the pain in their life, in spite of the anguish in their life, in spite of the deep trials that seem to rivet them, they will lift up holy hands without doubt, without wrath, and worship God, even as Abraham did. I see in this portion of text, this devotion to worship, and it's expressed by his willing to worship even though he doesn't understand, his willingness to obey even though he can't comprehend, and he is willing as well to obey even if it's painful. There's a principle here. The principle of obedience is found in verses 9 to 12. In Genesis 12, 12, it reads, Do not lay a hand on the boy. This is the angel speaking from heaven. He said, Do not do anything to him. Now I know that you fear God. 
because you have not withheld from me your son, your only son. Thank you, Pastor Ed, for bringing us that great teaching from the life of Abraham. We have so much more to learn from the man who lived such an incredible life of faith and yet still messed up sometimes, trying to make God's promises come true on his own. When we're in that space of waiting for God to come through and fulfill his promises, it's so easy to take our eyes off him and try to make things happen with our own efforts. We hope today's message encouraged you to keep your eyes fixed on God today and commit to waiting for him to do things in his timing. Doing life in community with other believers encourages us and strengthens us as we wait on Jesus. Do you have a church home? If you're in or around Poughkeepsie, New York, you're invited to join us at Faith Assembly. We'd love to be the people who come around you to encourage you in this life. We have services at 9 a.m. and 11 a.m. and Wednesdays at 7 p.m. filled with biblical teaching from Pastor Ed and worshiping God together. You'll find directions and more information when you visit our website, buildinginfaithradio.com and clicking on the Back to Home page tab. If you aren't in the area but would still like to listen to more of Pastor Ed's teachings, check out buildinginfaithradio.com as well. There you can find a wide variety of archived messages from Pastor Ed. We've enjoyed our time together with you today, and we hope you'll tune in next time for Building in Faith. Your word restores.